This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Flesh Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got owned. When you were saying any of that, did it feel at all creepy? Rest in peace, break home. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where I have now banned Chris from being on this podcast, everybody. <laughs> He's no it's longer real, allowed. everybody. Take it easy. <laughs> so, um, Flesh Mosier is not allowed on this podcast. Uh, this is the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single TV show, The Supernatural, and we're having a really good time doing it in yep. season nine. Chris, uh, how's the flesh today? The flesh is feeling um, pretty clean, pretty fresh, pretty fresh flesh today, my man. Uh, how's your How's your flesh feeling? Flesh is strong, mind is weak, is where I'm at nowadays. Ah, so yeah, indeed. If you uh, if you're curious about this flesh conversation and you're thinking, oh, this must be some delightful joke from the outtakes, nope, uh, it's from a conversation <laughs> that was had on our Discord today, which is a good solid like week and a half before this episode is going to come out publicly. Yes. So, so it's uh, lost to the ether, and I apologize. This was an Easter egg for for our Patreon supporters. Yeah, and if you'd like to be a part Part of that conversation uh, if you want to hashtag join the conversation you can head over to patreon.com slash monster of the week like a lot of good people have and uh throw us some bucks to get episodes early to get access to exclusive podcasts to get access to our discord server to get uh the ability to suggest us stuff to cover on our exclusive podcast and um so go check all of that stuff out it's a it's a really good time uh chris jeremy What's what's happening in season nine, buddy? Are you do you have number one? Let me ask you this: last episode, you had a famously awful word so far. Um, I oh, am well, curious. To disagree on that. Do you do you <laughs> think that you're going to be able to get to that level of of word so far this time around? See the the the, the trick is you don't do you don't do two in a row. You do two in a row, you're you're, you're asking for failure. They they spring forth from my fingertips. Um, Thank God you said fingertips. Yep. From my worried member, um, no, they spring uh, forth from my fingertips without my intervention. You know, they just it just comes out of me um, like I'm just jostling around in the back of the Impala. You know, there's no, there's no, there's real no thought. It's it's just instinct that that creates these. Um, and and thankfully for everybody involved, this is just a totally normal one. Um, so last time a supernatural, uh, things getting a little worrying at the bunker. It was time for the boys to head out and blow off some steam by working a case. But when their bereavement harassment techniques are interrupted by the ghost facers, Sam and Dean are fo- forced to put aside their differences while they deal with, the, with these knuckleheads and face off against Supernatural's version of Slenderman. After murdering two human people, it's back to the bunker for the Winchesters. With tensions still high between the brothers and now uh, no new leads on Gadriel or Metatron, it might just take a little GTL, that's Jim Tan Laundry, to get these boys moving again. Perfect. Very good. I enjoyed that for how simple and um yep. how you only use the word worrying member once or twice. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I turned the the brightness down on my screen and it was very difficult to read that. So I'm glad that we made it through. <laughs> uh this week we are covering season nine, episode sixteen, Blade Runners. This was written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Loss Ross Lemming, directed by Sergei Ladakur, maybe? Ladakur? Ladakur? Does not matter. Uh, this, on this aired on March 18th, 2014. 
Crowley sinks deeper into his addiction. Nicole Snooky Polizzi appears as a cameo role. Dean is frustrated when he can't reach Crowley, who has promised to find the first blade. When Crowley... Fi- <clears throat> When Crowley finally calls Sam and Dean, he tells them that he fell off the wagon and has been injecting human blood and needs their help. To make matters worse, he had a demon manage ampling him to find blood, but she sold him out and told Abaddon that he and the Winchesters were searching for the first blade. The brothers need to find the blade before Abaddon does, so they enlist the help of a former member of the Men of Letters. Meanwhile, Nicole Snooky Polizzi appears so in a cameo <laughs> role. Uh <sighs> Uh, first off, we had a conversation in the Discord today about why this episode is named Blade Runners, and uh, I'll d- I'm just going to admit this up front. Uh, I didn't even think about it was because they were running after the first Blade. I was trying to like come up with some like is it somebody an android are they changing like is it it, yeah human does does crowley actually have humanity or something like that yeah 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 yeah. um did you did you even think about it do you do do i forgot about it the second that i put the episode on um which is funny because i I also remember thinking about it when i saw the commercials for this for the first time and all the commercials as far as i can remember were showing the boys trapped inside of that like other dimension or whatever Mm -hmm. um so I don't know. I don't know what what they were thinking or what we were supposed to be thinking. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a reference to Crowley becoming human, much like an android becoming human, or just after the fact that they're going after uh, the the blade. But yeah, it very much feels like it's a uh, Wednesday night, and I'm texting you like, "Oh, I forgot to name the the podcast right. episode, and it's out tomorrow. What what do we name it?" And you're like, "I don't know. Like, say Linda Tran is good." And I'm like, "Okay, that works. That that's fine." <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if this episode is just named Blade Runners, this episode of Monster of the Week is named yeah. Blade Runners, then you know why. Um, before we get like in the details, how, how do you feel about this episode overall? I'm, I'm pretty positive on it. Yeah, this one, this one is good. Um, season nine is really, uh, it's weird for me because I can't really fully invest myself in it anymore for some reason. But I think that this episode is definitely pointing us back in the right direction. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of into this. Uh, this is a, a very much into our our meta plot. Um, we do a lot of character work with Crowley in this. I think some of this stuff happens a little too fast, but hey, it's a CW show. We've only got 20 episodes, so we have to you know mm-hmm. we, have to, we have to we have to get through this plot, get through this character development. Um, but I I kind of dig this, and I was really worried that the Snooky cameo would be uh, like a long thing and be really annoying, and instead it's just a very short thing and really annoying. So. that's like was she just like on set was she a fan of the show like what what what, what? yeah like i i i I don't want to know like i don't want to know any more facts about (laughs) snooki than i already know like i'm done but i'm just uh, i kind of have the same thing of when ghost stars uh, or when guest stars show up like this of like uh, like it makes sense when paris hilton showed up because her and jared knew one another from that movie Mm -hmm. that i already Mm -hmm. forgot the name of um house of wax but yeah like i this just just weirds me out a little bit it's yeah so um we have a mystery we'll never have the answer to and we're never going to look for it either (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be great uh so our then statement introduces us to the men of letters uh it reminds us that crowley is addicted to human blood um that the knights of hell are still around and that dean has the mark of cain and needs the the first blade in order to kill knights of hell uh we start out in the bunker with sam just casually reading the wikipedia for cain and abel which i really appreciate mm-hmm. that really and, uh, big ups on that one and dean is calling crowley for like what feels like the millionth time um but doesn't get an answer and then plays sam a voicemail from when crowley drunk dialed him uh and left this big long stupid message which sounded really funny yeah they um they can't get in contact with crowley which sam is obviously giving dean a hard time about because like, what do you even care man uh, well cuz he's looking for the first blade samuel 
Um, and that's important at this point. <laughs> He's kind of signed a contract for this thing, and he really, he really needs needs the blade for it to work. Um, but yeah, Sam just keeps giving Dean an attitude, and they're not able to get in touch with Crowley. But yeah, he's reaching out to them. So there's some there's some misconnections here. Um, but yeah, Crowley's uh, Crowley's acting pretty funky. Uh, Dean dials the phone again, and then we go over to this hotel room where we see Crowley's phone. Um, on the caller ID is not Moose, which I think is a very funny mm-hmm. detail. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. And the hotel room is is basically wrecked. Uh, it's it's it looks like. They're making a real uh, strong case for this human blood addiction to be like a heroin thing. So much so that they're yeah. going to play the fucking Velvet Underground song Heroin in right. a few minutes. Um, and I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, man, like per- portraying addiction in this way is is without, especially because he just he gets it healed. Like at the end of the episode, yeah. he's fine. Yeah. Like I, f- I feel like it's a little too much for this, but uh, it's very much like somebody got drunk and trashed this place last night. That's yeah. it almost it's. It- first seems like they're kind of showing Crowley as if he's some sort of washed out rock star. You know, uh, he's got this woman in his bed with him and his clothes everywhere, alcohol everywhere. It's just this whole mess. Yeah. And then they do very much do the extremely on the nose drug references um, with the song and everything, especially like they're just really going for it. Um, but it's interesting that being addicted to human blood makes him so weak and so vulnerable the way that having a drug addiction can do to you um but it's interesting that it does that with the human blood because when sam was addicted to demon blood it made him feel so strong and like he could do anything and um really determined to to kill lilith and all that so it's just it's a it's an interesting parallel to to what we've seen as addiction in this before um except yeah it just kind of crumbles him because that's what humanity does (laughs) Uh, you mentioned the woman in his bed. This is a demon named Lola. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Lola gets up to uh, get another vial of the good, good stuff from the human that they have uh, tied up in the closet. So they have yeah. kidnapped this this poor human soul and are just taking his blood out like one syringe at a time so Crowley can get super high. Um, a, a little bit of time goes by. Lola comes out. She comes back with like some pizzas. And she, she peeks through the door and, fi- and sees Crowley, who is watching Casablanca, uh, like openly weeping, like showing this yeah. amount of humanity, which is a situation we've we've never seen Crowley in. I uh, I know they've been setting up this human blood addiction since the end of season eight. This this feels a little fast for me, a little bit. Like we j- feels like three or four episodes ago, he was just being normal and and tricking Dean into getting the mark of Cain, and now like he's a he's he's like a a, a demon shambles, right? <laughs> but yeah, he he came back and and he's just he's done some hard living in these last three or four episodes. <laughs> And uh, from there, Lola goes to meet with Aldo. I don't know if you wrote that dude's name down, Chris. No, did I you called meet, did him you... Ponytail. Is ponytail is Aldo him. the yeah. Ponytail. Uh, from... I didn't even I didn't even gender him. I just said um, Lola goes to meet with Ponytail, who works for <laughs> Abaddon. <laughs> exactly. And Lola's a little pissed because she's meeting with one of Abaddon's underlings and not Abaddon herself. Uh, but Aldo, Aldo is just like, you need to give me all of the information. And she does. She tells him that uh, Crowley is only interested in sex, pizza, and human blood. And she kind of fills him in on all the first blade voicemails from uh, from Dean. Uh, I don't know why they name Aldo, because we never see him again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's real I weird. It's, I, I don't know if someone on set was just named Aldo. Maybe maybe Aldo was Snooky's dog or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not going to look it up, because I don't want to know any mysteries. I don't want to solve any right. mysteries about Snooky. So... Um, you know, I wonder if, um, I wonder if this is all just Crowley playing everybody around him, 
um, pretending to watch Casablanca cry, pretending to be super addicted to human blood, even though he's a, definitely is a little bit addicted to it. Um, just to just to work something, you know, because he's always he's always got some trick up his sleeve. It's hard to tell with Crowley. It is. I, that, that's, I, I feel like this. Credit, I think. Yeah, I feel like this is real. Like the the stuff yeah. that's going to happen in this episode kind of shows it to be real. Um, while all that's happening, the Winchesters have decided to make a giant devil's trap and to summon a crossroad demon. And when they cast the spell, who shows up but our good friend Snooky from um, Jersey Shore? Jersey Shore. Yeah, I was going to say I don't even remember the name of it. Have you ever that's seen yet. any Jersey Shore episodes? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah like a couple years after that show was like over and done with my my friend got a bunch of the dvds at some like used record store or something and so like when he was drunk he would just like and have people over he would just put on episodes of the jersey shore and it's kind of hilarious uh and kind of terrifying because it was just such a thing and it's so horrifying to watch but you you laugh even though it's it's kind of scary um but yeah it's uh, that's 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 my extent of of knowing what it is is watching some of it while drunk a couple of uh, months ago, we were um, <clears throat> sitting at a restaurant bar, and one of the TVs uh, was tuned to MTV, and they were showing reruns of this Jersey Shore show, which I've never seen. Like, I've, I'm, I was culturally aware of it. I didn't have, like, a TV with cable at the time, and I wasn't trying to seek this stuff so out. So you didn't even understand my GTL reference? That I, I not, not at all. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. Uh, if, you, if you heard me just pass over that, then that's that's the reason why I did not get Damn. it. Um, but the show was on, and it didn't have the sound on or anything, but it had subtitles going. And, uh, like, I, I could not tear my eyes away from the screen like i was just in such a like shocked terror that this show existed and like the things that they were saying and like even the subtitles were accented like like chris claremont wrote them like they used to write the (laughs) x-men like it was really fucking weird and i just i I, I finally was like i caught over to the waitress or to the bartender and was like can you like literally anything man like i don't care if it's fucking like Cross country, like put put on golf, man. I'd rather watch golf. Put on fucking golf than this. At least then I can like look away from the screen because it's not so horrifying. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, they summon Snooky. They ask if they can call her Snooky, and she says no. Um, and then they get all of the info that she they can on Crowley, uh, but she basically insists that she doesn't know anything and tells them that, like, yeah, Crowley was searching the Earth's ocean, um, but he hasn't been seen in a long time. Even the loyalists in hell, in hell are now kind of siding with Abaddon, and, you know, something weird is going on. And even though they kind of made this deal for letting her go for information, they go ahead and exercise her anyway. And we never see her again in the episode, so that was, That's it. That was a real brief one. That's it over and done with and she plays herself she plays herself possessed by a demon which is very strange it's extremely weird like most of the time it'd be like my name is Thurgoron and I am I am possessing Nicole Snooky Polizzi <laughs> like it would be something like that but nope she's just Snooky um, really weird kind of bad I, 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 these kind of weird pop culture crossovers with Supernatural are always feel super awkward to me yeah for sure I, and we'll never know why they did this one <laughs> Nope, not going to look it up, everybody. The mysteries we don't want to solve. Tumblr.com. Uh, so Lola comes back to Crowley's place. She's got a, a whole bag of blood, uh, but Crowley smells a rat, and uh, he knows that she's been talking to Abaddon. 
he literally calls her a rodent, uh, and she says that he couldn't help anybody do anything, and uh, he stabs her with an angel knife. And then, uh, because it's supernatural and because it's a Buck and Lehman episode, they start playing heroin by Velvet Underground while he like injects himself with some blood and like looks in the mirror and has this like moment or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just, they just really they really double down and they went for it. Um, it's it's like, are you into this across. a little bit? Do you like? Um, do you think I, this is? Go ahead. I am into a a Crowley facing down his humanity, um, because he's obviously a very powerful individual, um, and he probably I see it like this looking in the mirror thing as like a recognition of his own weakness, even though he's like actively embracing that weakness because it makes him feel good. It hurts him, but it makes him feel good. Um, and I think that that's all really interesting. It's just obviously the scene itself is is incredibly ham handed. We should also mention too that while he's being all like sensitive and human, there are multiple corpses on the floor from the humans Bodies that he's been drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's a kind of a it's kind of a it's got to be smelling pretty bad in that hotel room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, like it's yeah. that that angel put- that angel putrid. I'm sorry. The uh, that that dead body putrid order is got to be a little crazy. A lot of uh, a lot of flesh around in this. Just a lot of stray decomposing flesh in this hotel room. It's got to be super gross, my man. Got to put on some gloves before you go to clean that that particular Absolutely. hotel. Absolutely. Um. So, um. He, yeah, he's staring. He's having his moment. Whatever. And then back at the bunker, Sam is looking at a map of the ocean where Crowley was what a rumored nerd. to be. What a fucking he, nerd well, map yeah. of the ocean. <laughs> um, because he's like pretty sure whatever the hell whatever the hell Sam is doing, he's sure that Crowley is double crossing them. Um. So. The first thing that Sam says to Dean when Dean comes in is that, hey, like, as soon as we get this blade, we should use it on Crowley. We should make sure that we do that. And it isn't just Sam being gung-ho to kill Crowley. It's also clearly Sam trying to, like, prod and test Dean to see what Dean's reaction is to this. Um, Sam's very, very cranky throughout this entire episode. He is he's a very cranky really boy. not happy with yeah. anybody. Someone needs to change his diaper. It's a little Someone damp. needs to change that gigantic diaper. <laughs> <laughs> i've got it's a shame that sam has to buy uh adult diapers at the big and tall store just where he buys his jeans that's got to be kind of embarrassing for, yeah you can't pretend that they're for your baby when you get them at the big and tall you store. can't you can't or or you're like older or you're like your elderly relative or something yeah. right like that's yeah. you can't you can't make those yeah people know sam people know <laughs> he's um, emotionally incontinent he's <laughs> <laughs> that's almost worse depending on who you are and how close you are um so as they're talking about uh killing crowley guess who calls but crowley and ask for help and then uh we go to the scene where crowley is coming back into his hotel room and he finds two big old hunks waiting on him um along with all of the dead bodies he's carried a bag of blood which they they quickly divest him of and then they they handcuff him to a chair and then like insult him a whole lot and like to talk about how much of an asshole he is basically yeah, they just talk a bunch of shit, um, because now that he's human, they know that words hurt. It's true. <laughs> and we know how to get this to you. Is, this is Sam's emotional incontinence. <laughs> just coming out. Just all spewing of this, out horrible, horrible All of this, like, words. subdued anger that he has for John Winchester is just coming out for Crowley right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's brutal. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, um, he doesn't even really resist when they talk all this shit and cuff him to a chair. Uh, and they start giving him the rundown. And basically, again, just be like, you let everybody down, like, hell is disappointed in you. Um, 
And then Crowley comes up with this great line, which is, you don't know what it's like to be human. Everyone rolls their eyes. And then he says, it's your DNA, but it's my addiction. Um, and he also may have accidentally, um, somehow, maybe perhaps informed Abaddon uh, that the blade is out there. He also wakes, uh, makes an Anthony Weiner joke during this whole spiel. He does. Which- he does. Was this... <laughs> Was this before that scandal? It, I mean, it, or, or it must have been after the scandal. It had to be after the scandal, yeah. But I thought that this, I thought it's weird that this would show up on the show. Like, it's a weird joke to make, I think. Um, but they bring him back to the sex dungeon at the bunker so that he can go cold turkey. And uh, Dean pokes and prods him until... Because weren't horny enough in this episode. Yeah, now they got to go and bring <laughs> the sex dungeon back into it. They, uh... Crowley kind of lays out, he's like, I did find that the blade used to be in the Mariana Trench, uh, but then it was bought by this person and stolen by pirates. And he goes through this big, long spiel about where, where it ended up. And um, I think that was, I think, I think he eventually gets to the point of like, oh yeah, this, this particular buyer has it. Um, yeah, it, this is some, uh, this is some Bella shit from season three. It's just people buying supernatural artifacts and stealing it and selling it. It's this whole underbelly of like, Indiana Jones uncharted uh, selling of magical objects that could be used to stop evil, but just end up sitting in someone's basement or John Winchester's uh, storage unit. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with that, by the way. If the first blade yeah. never got into the world, it seems like it'd be a good thing for everybody involved. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, there is another moment here where, where Crowley is trying to bond with Sam, but Sam is just like, uh-uh, not happening. Not today. I do love that Crowley says that uh, him and Sam shared a mo. <laughs> back at the yeah. church which i think about yeah. very cute um so they set up a meet uh with uh this dude who is going to lead them to the first blade uh sam and dean are like hanging out in their fbi gear on this bench in the park uh, while crowley tries to steal candy from a vending machine by putting his arm through the thing like you do when you're a kid uh, just generally making a nuisance of himself uh dean scolds him and tells him you're the king of rotten act like it which i think is very funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. king of rotten um, is like a weird awkward phrase to me but i don't, I don't know why i like it well it's it's yeah because it's an iron iron maiden cover band so it's you know, not quite <laughs> as good as the real thing but <laughs> but it's there yeah, it's doing its best, yeah. oh man um, imagine going to a like a, a casino and seeing like king of rotten the iron maiden oh, cover cool, band king of rotten's playing tonight. <laughs> dude can't wait to see core <laughs> yeah man c- glad we drove all this way here dude you told me that this was really Iron Maiden at the at the, at the Cypress <laughs> Express Dude, you said Casino. This party was going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing sick are the strippers that you got, my man. What are you doing? <laughs> Yo, is it flu season? <laughs> Why did you get a couple? Like, I, I, you're supposed to get girls, man. <laughs> uh. I bet so Sam would plan like the worst fucking uh, bachelor party you've ever seen. Absolutely, if Dean was getting married to Cass, and say it was, it'd be Sam's job to throw a thing, and he would get like a six pack and a pie at the bunker, and Dean would be like, "Oh, sick, dude! Thanks for calling none of my friends." I mean, I know Sam, I don't have Sam any, would but... invite Becky to the bachelor party. Yeah, yeah, he's like, she's the only party planner I know. Honestly, if you're gonna have a bachelor party for Dean, you gotta invite Crowley. Be like, listen, Crowley, I know that everything's fucking weird with us, but you. You know how to party, right, bro? <laughs> like you could you could bring the noise to this party, right? Hundred percent. And if you caught him at the right spot, like he might actually do it legit. It might actually throw you a pretty good party. You could make a deal with with Crowley. Like we, you know, because he's he honors his word. You make it. You make a deal that basically you guys just party. 
you know, for that you know, for 24 hours, nobody tries to kill each other. It'd be, be all good. So, uh, they meet up with this dude. Uh, this contact shows up, and um, they pretend to be FBI agents, like looking for this this blade. And of course, he refuses to to tell them anything. And before this goes too far, uh, Crowley just smokes out of his body, smokes into this agent dude's, and then smokes right back out again. This agent does, has no idea who what, what just happened, and they're just like, "Yeah, you can leave." And Crowley says, "Oh, it's at the National Institute of Antiquities." And then we go on this little side quest to try to find this thing, uh, featuring. You know some 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 possessed demons, uh, some some sexy milfs. <laughs> it's a good. Yep. This is a whole situation fl- that we've got here. <laughs> I really like the uh, the flirting with Dean here because he's like, "Well, you're gonna have to give us that information," uh, and she's like, "I'm sure you'll get it out of me one way or another." And he's like, "Whoa, holy shit, am I being flirted with right now?" <laughs> uh, and then she offers up her business card, and Sam tries to take it, and she's like, "Uh, uh, 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 nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope." It's directly to Dean, which has no payoff and it means nothing, but it was funny. Sure, yeah, because uh, Dean is an attractive male, and and females like him, I guess. Absolutely, uh, um, but yeah, two people were full on murdered, and it just doesn't matter because three. the blade wasn't there. three. Ah, uh, yes, because that woman walked in on them. Yeah, yeah so yeah. demons raided this vault looking for looking for the blade, but yeah, it was never there to begin with. Because this this chick that is very much into Dean uh, could not confirm its its value, could not confirm its provenance, if you will, and yeah. uh, decided to sell it on before it. Uh, happened or before, before it just kind of like drifted off into nowhere so she got some mm-hmm. cash for it um they see that they do some weird stuff like they show us the footage of the murder where these two demons are like shooting each other and then like laying down and like it's very clearly on a microsoft surface book where the guy has like a police app on the t- on the front screen which i yeah, find there's no reason to have it other than the the product placement it's yeah the only function it's the it only, only reason it's there but i Although- just also also, like they're not solving this crime. They know they're demons. No, like, I just, no. why yeah. are they? <laughs> it's just a it's just a triple murder that will never get solved because on the camera we see the security guards shoot each other, um, and then obviously the the demons smoked out after they shot the camera. Um, but that's just like that'd be an unsolved mystery, like forever. That that no no one would ever know. Those men would just be laid to rest their families thinking that they just went nuts and, and murdered each other and um yeah it's just totally unexplained but the boys they that's not their fucking concern man they don't i mean who cares about that poor innocent girl that was just trying to help up some security guards like right. while away the time right um this woman tells them that uh she sold it off to a a, a private collector who wants to who maintains his privacy who wanted absolute secrecy uh and then eventually she, they get out of her that uh this, his name was magnus and uh, Sam recognizes this is a is a name of the men of letters because you can't be called Magnus and not be a part of a, some sort yeah. of secret organization they, somewhere. Uh, like it's just not allowed. No, absolutely not. They used that name previously to uh, identify themselves. I think like if they were like separated or if they were on a mission or something, they would use this specific name to indicate like, hey, yeah, I'm I'm a man of letters. Um, in a way that you know only other men of letters would would recognize. So that's, that's except this is just a dude named Magnus. Like we're going to call this, him Magnus for the rest of the yeah. episode. Yeah. Um. So it, that's it's just what it is. What it is. So they decide to ask Crowley about this Magnus, and um, and he's 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 very salty. He is he's in the throes of uh getting away from his blood addiction, and he's having some. He's Jonesing. He's having some bins. I think is what they call them. Um. There and he wants he wants a little whiskey he wants a little scotch and uh, blames them for turning him into a junkie. They give him they give him the scotch, which he then immediately insults. Uh, but they can't find anybody named Men of Letters named Magnus until he reminds them that hey y'all, 
you're only looking in the active member file. Like maybe you should go into the the, the inactive member file to, to find stuff. And of yeah. course they do. Also throughout all of this, he's reading busty Asian beauties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> perusing some porn. Just the thing I, again, uh, we, we've talked about this on the show before and, and he is the king of hell. I mean, if it, or had been the king of hell, however, whatever title you want to give him right now. So he's a demon. Um, but man, like, Looking at porn with your buds, huh? Just yeah, how huh, guys? Just just oh wow, <laughs> pretty here's consistent a pick, here's a, theme among them. But yeah, like I'm just gonna pick up this like busty Asian beauties and be like, ooh wow, Miss Jude, you really got it going on. Like please, yeah, just don't. Number one, don't touch my porn. Number two, don't tell me you've touched my porn. Number three, don't show me you're right. touching my porn. Like I don't just don't don't need it. Yeah, don't I don't keep that shit to yourself, homie. Like. Yeah, and Dean, stop leaving it on the kitchen table. Also, yeah, Dean, what are you doing? Like, why is this... If, if this was in the sex dungeon, that's one thing. I, I'm perfectly here for that. That's fine. Like, Crowley's working out some human stuff. Maybe you gave him a little some uh, a little relief because he's a little horny. He's doing a little bit of he's worrying. Doing, see, I, now, now we both have something that we each hate. And so now, now this podcast uh-huh, is going to uh-huh. tear itself apart. That's right. Um, that's right. They uh, finally find a list of uh, men of letters that were kicked out. And they identify one, uh, they call him Cuthbert Sinclair. Chris, you and I have read the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. We know that this is actually pronounced yeah. Cuthbert Sinclair. I, yeah, I always said Cuthbert, and then I have uh, was told that it was Cuthbert or whatever in that, and it just, it, it blows my mind. I don't know what it's, to believe. But yeah, this, I mean, that's what this dude, guy is. It's canon. By. It's in the books. Like that, uh, the fourth book, like they, they have that Shimi guy, and he's introducing his friend Cuthbert and saying how weird. Oh. Like yes. Stephen King yes. wrote this in the fucking book, and I hate it because it should just be cut. Intentionally wrote it yeah. wrong. You're intentionally wanted to pronounce. Spell wrong, that shit yeah. with a Q. It's supposed to be all like if you want it to be. Cut. You're yeah. a fantasy book. Fucking Stephen King. God damn it! You son of a bitch. All right, Youthbert. Um, yeah, but this did make me think. Like, oh, is this a Dark Tower reference? Even though that is just a name, but it's all I think about is Dark Tower stuff. With of course, that name. yeah. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, so this is supposed. They were looking for uh, a Men of Letters member who survived the massacre besides uh, henry winchester um and that's obviously like you said probably suggested they check people who were uh who had left the group so yeah that's that leads them to this guy and um that's that's this is their new search this is their new and crowley recognizes this too because he was going to try to uh turn him and try to get access to the men of letters compound before the big massacre that abaddon uh did um so he leads them to where he thought that cuthbert lived and um, Sam and Dean get the bright idea of like, oh, he'll let us in because we're we're legacy men of letters, and uh, also we can get entry by just shouting that into this empty field, <laughs> and yeah. it works. They're just in the woods somewhere, <laughs> like yeah, and it works. Like okay, now we're in a visible castle. Great. Actually, I the the CGI effect when the smoke pops up is actually really good. Like I, I thought this was actually like really good. competent and cool looking. Like I was kind of into this. It looks like smoke like rises up out of the ground and then light comes out of it. It's actually it does look really it does cool. look really dope. Um, so they they get teleported to uh, the inside of this extremely nice house. Um, they they hear some music, so they kind of walk towards the music, and they are immediately attacked by vampires, which they very quickly dispatch. They very quickly kill these two vampires. I kind of dig the idea of vampires just being like grunt material they're just mooks they're just uh-huh. you know what i'm saying uh-huh. like they're just they're just like grunts in in a video game that they can just kill very quickly they're just low-level enemies at this point they've been through so much that they, yeah they just cut their heads off it's like yeah whatever no big deal i was kind of thinking that uh 
that this might just be a like den of of vampires for some reason mm-hmm. like they travel that's what this mansion is but yeah no i mean i they're just they're just cannon fodder they just throw them they're just thrown out at the boys just to see what they're made of sam's knife is like four inches long and he still manages to cut a head off of this dude i love it yeah. but just some, yeah. some, some superior knife skills that's important we're interested some raw ass shit that's exactly what it is um a voice over the loudspeaker tells them that the, they did a good job and then we cut to this very fancy drawing room um apparently this was the same set that they used when they filmed uh jared padalecki's house in the french mistake okay. so if you want to get an idea yeah. of how like fancy this place is you can kind of cast your mind back to this um yeah. and we're here with magnus uh who does not like the name keith Burton. no there's a large number of swords in the background i just feel like oh I need to address that really yeah there's a there's a whole weapon wall in the back behind where the boys are sitting and there's a the the first blade is in front of it, and the camera often focuses on that. But yeah, just uh, just behind it, lots of swords. Something you can say about the men of letters is they were definitely sword collectors. Like they are absolutely um, men after my own heart. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so he tells them that um, he has collected the greatest amount uh, or the greatest collection of supernatural curiosities, and uh, he also has a zoo on site, which is where the vampires came from. So he's literally collecting. Um, not just artifacts, but also monsters in this invisible castle you that could, he that he is lives in. You could say that it was kind of this supernatural motherload. You could say that it's the supernatural motherload. Shout out to that guy. If my throat wasn't a little bit sore, I would do the whole monster truck <laughs> voice on that <laughs> supernatural motherload. Uh, I, this dude is is like a well dressed kind of snappy dude, and I I kind of dig him. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this guy, Magnus. What do you think? Yeah, he's like a he's a well dressed wizard because um, that's exactly what this guy is. Yep. He's a wizard, mm-hmm. uh, and if supernatural is gonna have full on wizards, I guess I'd rather them be like this. Um, people who are so crazy and strange that they almost have to be evil. That like for anyone to be this interested and to have gathered this much knowledge and power and this much of a collection, they 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 almost have to be bad because it, otherwise it just doesn't make sense. I um I mean he's gonna die at the end of this episode. <laughs> I'm kind of sad about that. Like I would have liked to have yeah. this guy run around a little bit as be as a kind of a side character, right? Like a side villain, not never the main one. He's not trying to destroy the world, but he's definitely up to no good. Yeah, the guy they always have to work with when they need a thing, right? Like they have yeah. to do another favor like, for Cuthbert, right. and like maybe they keep calling him <laughs> Cuthbert all the time just to yeah. just to fuck him up a little yeah. bit. Oh man, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Um, so. They explain that they're hunters, um, and he's very happy to hear that because he kind of has a, as you might imagine from being kicked out of the Men of Letters, he's got a very negative view. Um, he knew their grandfather. He, grandfather apparently came by and visited a whole lot. And uh, Dean explains like, hey, Abaddon is back. We need the first blade. You got to give it to me. And he's like, well, you can't even use it if you don't have the, and Dean looks down and is like, oh, I've got it. I got it. Check, check yeah. this out. And he's he like, shows the, he shows the mark. <laughs> Dean, stop worrying your member and show us the mark of Cain. Jesus Christ, what are you sure. doing? <laughs> For one second, he shows that mark, and and the homeboy gets horny when he sees it. <laughs> he He's super like, does. Oh my god! Yes. It's the missing. It's the missing piece of his collection. It's very funny. Uh, like he just, you can tell he just instantly horns up on this bad boy. Um. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got the blade right over there. And he just, like, points to it. And as you mentioned, he this this blade has been in the camera view for a while. It's 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 a jawbone with a handle on top of it. Like, I, I've never liked the design of this. I think it looks kind of hokey. But I'm, I'm okay with just, like, not worrying about it too much. And it doesn't really stand in my way of enjoying these episodes. 
for me, it's like halfway between cool and um, a like Halloween store prop that you would get. Mm-hmm. Um, always like the oversized, like cardboard looking ass giant thing. Cause yeah, it's just, it's in the shape of a, of a, of a blade sort of, and it has like regular teeth sticking out of it. Um, they should have been sharp teeth. I know it was a human jawbone, but it would have been cooler if they were sharp teeth. Um, but yeah, no, it looks on. It's whatever. Like you said, it doesn't really affect anything. And keep in mind that I also didn't like his purgatory weapon, which was kind of a similar vibe and, and design. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm on record for not liking some of this stuff, but, yeah, I don't actually care. So, um, I prefer a sleeker blade myself, but that's just... I much prefer a sleeker blade. Uh, definitely not something I would have said when I was 19. Um, <laughs> he, he also, as he's gesturing towards the blade, he does a little spell, and Sam disappears and appears outside. Um, where with Crowley and Sam is just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm outside now. Great, and yeah, great. uh, super awesome. Magnus explains to Dean like, oh, hey, now that I have you both, you're a match set, and you're I'm going to give you the ability to be young forever because I'm super lonely, and I'm going to teach you all of my secrets. And Dean is like, mm, I know I was worrying my member in public anymore, but uh, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really want to do that. That just sounds kind of like a bad idea. <laughs> I know I worried my member in front of you, but that wasn't really an invitation for you to try to worry my member. Yeah, dude, I'm not looking for other guys to worry to worry my members. It's not what I'm about here. But he's like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, I can't let you go." Um, he pulls Dean pulls out a machete. This dude casts a spell and makes a like it's super hot, which is fine. Um, and yeah. then he reaches for his gun, and Magnus is like, "Oh, yeah." That, that, this is not a wizard trick. I just straight up like pickpocketed your gun from you, which yeah, sorry. Like, sorry. Dean. What Dean has obviously been very distracted by this whole thing to allow that to happen. Yeah, uh, he's off his game because he wasn't expecting to be uh, trapped in uh, wizard realm today. Yep. I mean, um, <laughs> we didn't talk about it, but like this place doesn't have any doors or windows in it either. Like it has yeah. it has to be one of the most suffocating places to be in in, in your entire life. It's got to smell bad. I um I I'm just I lived in an apartment one time. It was a it was a first floor apartment. There's a second story, maybe even a third story on top of it. Um it was this long and thin apartment and it was all made of brick. Uh so there were no interior windows um like on the sides. There was just one big window in the very front which would light up the living room and then there were like two bedrooms in the back and each of those had, had but so like the middle of this house was just fucking dark at all times Yeesh. yeah it was this has to be the way this house is is right was that the one with the with the hentai wall um <laughs> that was actually across <laughs> so i lived in that place that i just mentioned uh when i was a kid i later moved back into the same apartment complex on across the street in a different apartment and that was the hentai wall yes interesting interesting i didn't forget still haven't found i've actually tasked one of my friends to try to find um hentai wall chick to see if we have a picture of that laying around and nobody knows who she is so <laughs> everybody remembers the hentai on the wall but nobody remembers the artist which is like fucking stereotypical That's, internet nowadays right yeah very funny <clears throat> are we back outside with sam just fucking doing research again and being angry at crowley that's it like he's looking through the trunk uh and calling crowley useless constantly and crowley's like well i saved this and i did this he starts like listing all of the ways he's not useless yeah he's like sam your job isn't easier um if you insult me more you, you could just lay off please it's i mean sam he's your only help right now like yeah what what, what are you doing I know he's evil, but you don't have to be rude. That doesn't solve anything. 
so we go back inside uh and uh magnus gets dean to hold the knife um dean refuses at first and then he just like does a spell to force him to take it uh when he holds the knife in his hand the mark of cain lights up and it's obvious dean is starting to nut blood uncontrollably um yeah i think that's really the only way to describe this is is nutting blood it's i guess we can we can assume that it is filling him with such a tremendous sensation and such a tremendous power that it's like it's really overwhelming him like he's he's actively nutting blood it's just too much i feel like it's murderous intent that's filling him Mm -hmm. that's making him want to i don't know if that's like they say that at any point or in future episodes but it seems like that that murderous intent and that power is flooding through him and he is just like like rocketing off blood after blood after blood in in you know I just had to stop myself. He's, before I got he's got the murder boner, and he wants to nut, bl- and he's yeah, and he's, he's nutting blood it. uncontrollably. Like it's just yeah. where you are, and he is like it's just a lot for him to handle because he was not expecting that the intensity of those emotions. It's like, it's like taking a bad erection pill. It just has some side effects that you <laughs> yeah. did not expect. That's what the first blade is a bad erection yeah. pill. Um, uh, so he eventually drops it, uh, and Magnus is like, "Don't worry, it's it's going to get easier." Um, and then outside, Sam. Just he brought some files from him from the Men of Letters because that's that's the show we are nowadays, and uh, finds like oh this is the thing where he wanted to be invisible, his his whole fortress to be invisible, and this is how he got in by this spell. Crowley, I know I've insulted you for like the last forty five minutes. Go get this spell stuff for me. And he's like, yeah, it's it's dark out now. It was daytime before, and now it is nighttime, which just means that Sam has been insulting him for hours on end, and now he has the audacity to ask for help. And um, I'm always here for some wizardry. Like I'm, 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 oh, I'm totally sure. cool with that. Uh, but yeah, this does seem a little I rude. Love- <laughs> Is this when Sam does the spell? Um, because he, I just love how he's he's so nonplussed by the entire situation, by the wizardry that he is doing. That Sam does the spell, and he has his little bowl full of ingredients. He does the spell. And he just hucks that shit into the woods. He's like, yep, don't need this anymore. I care so very little about the spell I've just performed that I'm just hurling the ingredients. I love that. I'm so glad you brought that up because he just literally just tosses it to the side. Like it's like it's I don't even I don't even know how to describe it because I like take care of my shit better than this. Like it's fucking hilarious. I can't help but think it's just like that was like, you know, the fourth take of this. And Jared was like, it's funny if I throw this away. And they were just like, actually, <laughs> like, oh, it we, is. It is very funny yeah, when you do that. <laughs> or like, we just, we need it off screen because we don't want you to like trip over it. It's, we don't want it in the shot. Just get it out. Um, or, you know, they filmed the shot later and it wasn't on the ground next to him. So they're like, yeah, well, we just got to get it out. So he's like, yeah, problem solved. And he hawks it into the fucking forest. I, um... Crowley is also like desperately seeking Sam's approval. It was like, I really did good, Sam, huh? Didn't I do good, Sam? Sam, I got you those ingredients, right, Sam? Sam, Sam, I'm a good guy. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam, listen to me, please. Sam, Sam, Sam please. Sam, please. Sam, Sam, I'm a good, I'm a good demon, Sam. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a good demon. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not like other demons, Sam, please. <laughs> Can I, I'm not going to say it. Oh my God. I'm not going to say it. What were you going to say? I can't, I can't. I'll have to bleep it out. It's too gross. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Sam. <laughs> but because he's into the uh, yeah 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 i'm gonna uh, just we're just gonna bleep that and let the listeners um imagine what was funnier in their heads um so uh they do the spell uh portal opens up they both go in um they're they're hiding from magnus um and they they see him walk by and uh they do a little a, a little demon and a half shake i guess is what you would call this sam's not like half demon right yeah i mean basically 
Yeah. So they, they like pretend not to be there somehow. And then Sam comes up from behind and grabs Magnus, holds a knife to his throat, uh, and then walks into where the room Dean is being tied to a, to a pole in. And Dean's like, no, 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 Sam, Sam, no. And then he looks over and he sees Magnus on the other side. And that's when the dude that he's holding does some like fucking anamorph style shape shifting. Some of the worst we've ever seen. And then like Sam yeah. stabs him. <laughs> Uh, he's like, yeah, that was a shapeshifter because I'm a wizard and I just have a bunch of weird shit with me. Um, so yeah, no, we're all in trouble. Nobody got the drop on anybody. And another shifter is just dead. Yes. I don't shifters melt into gross skin. Does that happen here? It it doesn't here, but it has on the show before. So I don't know if these are mm-hmm. alpha shifters. I don't know if these mm-hmm. are not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like they, they play fast and loose with their, sh- with their shifting nowadays. Yeah. I I really like the gross mounds of flesh that we Hell yeah, dude. I thought that was the coolest thing about shifting was like, oh, it's not just like you're not mystique in the X-Men. Like you don't just make yourself like in a cool like flash of flesh. No, you're a gross living creature. Exactly. Like, and this is a painful process for you to go through. Like, that's very monstrous to me. So, um, so Magnus, uh, pulls a gun on Sam. Uh, he ties Sam up. He says that he's going to torture Sam until Dean does what he wants. Uh, we, I think we skipped over a thing where like he's telling Dean, earlier that he's going to have to coerce him into with magic to do all of the things that he wants him to do with the first blade, which also sounds very creepy. Um, but now that Definitely. he has Sam, he can just torture Sam and Dean will, will, will do it and starts like actually like cutting De- Sam's face open, like, and like cutting him with a knife. Yeah. And Sam is like, we're actually, we're kind of in like, we're, we're in the middle of a thing right now. So I'm not really sure Dean's going to do what you say. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a we're we're going to have it. We're going to have it. You know what I'm saying? Dean, <laughs> Dean kind of shrugs. And he's like, my, my brother's emotionally incontinent. So it's a little bit, uh, it's kind of Sam's like, Mattis, right do, do you have a brother? And has he ever betrayed you? Do you want to talk about yeah. it right here in front Suddenly of me? Sam is getting very passive aggressive. Um, but yeah, he like carves Sam's face open. And if that scar is not there next episode, I'm rioting. Unless, hey, look, unless Castiel shows up, because Chris, we haven't asked this question. Where is Castiel? Castiel? Where the fuck is Castiel? (laughs) Where is he? Where is he? Jesus. Just give me Castiel, guys. This is all I'm asking for. Give him back. Uh, Luckily, Crowley shows up, frees Dean when Magnus isn't looking. Dean grabs the blade and just literally chops Magnus's head off with it. Um, But it doesn't end there because having killed with the blade, Dean starts to feel very strangely. Like you could tell there's some like evil forces coming out of the blade in the mark. The mark is glowing again. Dean's hands are shaking. He's not responding when Sam is talking to him. Um, and he just, he's just looked like he's about to just like hulk out and kill everybody and everything in the room. Um, yeah. Eventually Sam manages to get through and, and Dean drops the blade. I was kind of into this cause it, it does seem like there is a, such an overwhelming surge of power taking over him. Uh, and the fact that Sam could barely reach him and, you know, despite, despite their, their kind of fight that they're in right now, like obviously Dean still very much cares for Sam. So if the fact that Sam can't get to him means that that was a very overwhelming sensation, um, and you can immediately tell, oh shit, this is, this is going to be trouble. This isn't just about making Dean a hard badass. It's about him literally being like taken over by a power that is stronger than he is. Um, and it's going to, it's going to be create like a real necessary evil for them, which is kind of what they do with you know season four and demon blood it's like the a weapon to to defeat the bad guys that is actually really bad for the person who uses it so it i got excited i was like oh hell yeah this we're gonna get we're gonna get some good drama out of this mm-hmm. 
I I dig where they're with all all this first blade stuff so far. Like I I know I was a little bit uh, critical because they dumped on dumped this all out on us very quickly. But like we've mm-hmm. we've been looking for the blade for a little while now. We found the blade. Like I'm I'm here for the invisible fortress bullshit. Like wizard, I'm I'm kind of here for all of this stuff. So definitely, definitely. What happens um, to the zoo now that the wizard is gone? <laughs> they don't really talk about that. <laughs> I don't feel like this is resolved. They just leave. They <laughs> just leave, right? Like it's just, just, it's just they're gonna have to come back and like this place is going to be destroyed and it's gonna be full of like weird vampire kids or something. Like it's gonna be a bad scene. They'll call you know Tracy or one of those um, one of those yeah, extra yeah. hunters to mm-hmm. go in, do the spell, and just kill everybody in there. Please get the Tracy in. Fish to fry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so outside, um, Crowley uh, takes credit for all of this. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, this is, this was all me. Uh, and they find the Impala having been, uh, cleared out. All of the doors are open, um, and have been searched, thoroughly searched by demons. They know it's demons because it smells like sulfur and they weren't able to get into the trunk. That's um, so funny. Like they come out to their car and it just smells like fucking farts. Cause that's what sulfur smells like. It's, it's, it's it. It just smells like farts all the time. Like I would imagine the more that they hang out with, uh, Crowley, the more it's like, demon, is that? Was that you? No, 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 no. It was Crowley. Yeah, Promise. Sam is Crowley. like he's. It's like blaming all your farts on the dog, but it's Crowley. It's the demon in the back seat. Hundred um, percent. And the demons left a note in a Nokian, an angel language, for Crowley, the <laughs> yeah. king of hell, who was a demon. I don't know. I don't um, know. And it says, "Be afraid, comma your queen," <laughs> which is a kind of a bad note to make. I think. I think yeah. like could have been something better there, guys. And so I, my, my favorite part of this entire thing is they have the blade. Um, Crowley manages to take the blade from them because Sam was being very suspicious. Like, Hey, we gotta, uh, we gotta go kill that guy over there. Dean, Dean, that guy over there. That's Crowley. We gotta go kill him. He's a bad guy. Dean, Dean. Um, so Crowley catches on very quickly, takes the blade from them uh he's like hey guys yeah uh obviously i can't trust you because uh you're boneheads and you want to murder me so i'm going to hang on to this blade until you have you know certified the way that we're gonna go and kill abaddon because obviously i can't trust you to have this thing you're you're lunatics both of you um and then you know he jets off and we can come back and camp on this if we need to but he jets off they lost the blade after having gained it but dean just turns around again and he's like like rubbing at the scratches in his car like son of a bitch this is his biggest concern out of all of it and way more concerned about the about the car than he is the blade it's so funny really appreciate that i am the i like this uh this is this is all fine i i feel like it didn't take a long time for crowley like if you're gonna play heroin by velvet underground like you got to give me a couple of episodes of him being addicted and coming out of <laughs> right. that right like otherwise what are we right. doing like it, you know i'm not saying you That's gotta go I ass to ass like, i'm not saying that right <laughs> i don't know if, I don't I know if just, you ever seen requiem for a dream but yeah i have i have yeah, yeah but nobody has to lose an arm but um i i didn't know uh that, that that's this, this is what made me think is crowley just playing them because he's just like so quickly over it but yeah i don't know yeah, it does, and it doesn't matter. Like they're they're trying to set us up for the end game, which I'm I'm here for. Like I'm I'm appreciative of this, um, and I I kind of like Crowley yeah. doing some double crossing, right? Like this is fun. So yeah, it's always good when you get a when you get a good double cross, like a, a well earned double cross. Because a well earned double cross. He he was like clearly I can't I can't trust you, so like I have to double cross you now. <laughs> y- y'all earned this. I um I like this episode, Chris. 
like some some small yeah, you know, nitpicks aside already forgotten that snooki was in it so that's a plus right like, good job right the the delivery wasn't always perfect but the content itself was was interesting and, and good fun and um as far as metaplot stuff goes like I, I, I like finding this weird men of letters wizard out in the middle of nowhere. Um, looking forward to coming <laughs> yeah. and clearing back his, his zoo nest in like 10 years where it's all just gone yep. to hell. Um, or maybe that'll be the spinoff of supernatural that we deserve. Yeah. Season 15. Uh, and yeah, like Crowley's kind of turn in this. Oh, this is really good to me. Excuse me. I have the hiccups. It's not easy to deal with, but yeah, I, uh, uh, I was overall okay with this episode. Feeling good. Any any final thoughts on it? Um, do you get another five minutes? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that again. So I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm all good too. So I guess we will get out of here. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. If you um, have some opinions about the show or about season nine or about supernatural in general, send them to us. Monsterweek.cool slash contact. We are compiling our season nine feedback episode as we speak. Uh, we'd very much appreciate that. If you have uh, a few minutes, check out patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you want to uh, support the show directly, thank you to everybody who has done that. And thank you to everybody who's listening. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. Chris, you are. I'm at local bones and you can talk to the podcast directly at M O T W cast. Also uh, buy our merch. We have like shirts and stuff. And uh, yeah. I just got some files in the mail uh, for some Smanford U stuff. So we're going to have hopefully some new merch on the store by the time this comes out. Just depends on how Very much exciting. free time me and Chris have to do it. Um, <laughs> also, we've we've been invited to guest on another Supernatural podcast. And that might be happening really, really soon. So if you're interested in a little crossover stuff, then uh, follow the Twitter. And I'm sure we're going to be linking all of that. Uh, we'll be back next week with a episode that is teased by saying... Misha Collins makes his directing debut. Ooh. <laughs> and before before anybody gets too excited, uh, at the bottom of this little section, it says, absent Misha Collins. <laughs> so- okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say uh, he makes his directorial debut with a footnote that, no, it's not a sex tape. No, it's not, definitely not a sex tape. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. We'll see you later. All right, I was losing you there at the end, but we made it through. Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm losing you now, too. My, uh, oh, that's my a bummer. Just... But hey, we made it to the end, so that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Um, I'm fucking starving. I gotta, I gotta fawn urinate. <laughs> I'm glad I'm still recording so I can just like get Jake to make urinate into a thing. Urinate. Oh boy! Um, all right, so um, yeah, that when are we recording that other podcast? Uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Goodness gracious! All right, I'll get the details from you. I gotta, I gotta take notes again because I don't have any of my old notes. Uh, actually, so yeah, Tuesday would be the thirtieth. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I need to go back and I guess watch that episode. I still have notes for it. I'm sure I would just have to go find them. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Things are actually working this time. I'm Jeremy.
Wow, I'm Chris. What's up? It's nice to meet you. Hey, buddy. Hey, great to great to finally talk to you, friend. I um I was I was I was told on Tinder to meet meet somebody here in this Discord channel and to record a podcast with them. So that's what I am. Yeah, doing. um, that was me, okay. and uh, I actually I recorded my the trunk of my car. So if you want to go ahead and climb in, we can get this thing started. Okay, I just before I climb in the trunk of your car, which I am totally okay with doing. I just I've been burned on Tinder before. Uh. You're not going to make me suck any dick tonight, right? Like either yours or anybody Absolutely. else's. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of it. Okay, okay, good. Because I'm not, you know, like it's 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 a Tuesday. Um, I'm I'm normally suck uh-huh. dick on Monday, so uh, all out of kind Real of sucking dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hope you don't mind toe picks and uh, feet tickling <clears throat> and um, murder. But uh, yeah, so oh, go ahead, well, climb in. Two out of three in bad, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> We got that Tuesday energy tonight. Tuesday energy. How are you, my man? I'm okay. Feeling all right. Hey, uh, I beat Sekiro. <laughs> yes, you did. You you went back to it after spending about an hour talking about how negative it is for your mental health yeah. and and general yeah. mental health issues, which I think yep. was a really cool <laughs> thing to do. By the way, I'm not no, like no no sarcasm there at all. No. Um, I figured it was probably because I I mean I wasn't alone in my suffering. A lot of people were suffering, and I think because. There is a, um, there's just, there's something about those games, the way that FromSoft makes their games, it makes you want to keep playing. They feel good when you play them. Yep. Um, but then when you can't get the, you know, the victory, it starts to make you feel bad and, you know, gonna turn that into a learning experience. I think I'm probably not alone in, in the way that I was feeling, so, but when I went back to it, I took the lessons from, like, what I had felt, you know, and went back on that Friday. So it wasn't, it was like five days since I had played it or four days. And I played just a little bit. I did some extra stuff, didn't try to fight the boss. Um, and then on Saturday, tried it a little bit and felt like I was learning. And then I took a break when things were getting a little uh, little heated. Took, took a nice long break, came back just a couple hours later, and I beat it like 15 minutes in. <laughs> so, nice. Extremely um, good. Sometimes, sometimes taking a break is <clears throat> incredibly important. It's sometimes you just have to have a little distance from it. Like I think you can, mm-hmm. um, I, I've definitely done this to myself mostly because of podcasting purposes. Uh, but like the dark souls three DLC, I, I, you know, went through that as fast as I possibly could. And cause I was going to record about it pretty quickly after it came out. And that was a, a very negative experience for me so much so that I have, mm-hmm. I have yet to ever go back to that dark souls three DLC or dark souls three period. So yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I um I mentioned you on the uh, Sekiro podcast I did over at Dark Insight. Um, if people are are listening to this and they they want to hear me and um, friends of the show Brian Wade, uh, Bader Van Oden, uh, Cliff Goldsmith, also uh, our buddy Savesh and Diana. Uh, Diana is a really prolific lore YouTube person, and she brought some some really cool insight to it. Like Dark Insight number one hundred and five or something is all about the Sekiro. So. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to but also, I want to dig into the actual story of this game now because I don't pay attention to it when I play the games. Something I realized was that uh, I like the narrative that I'm experiencing is the narrative of of me as a player and like my friends as players as we go through the game. Like the story that's being told isn't to me is like never what's actually in the video game, which is why I missed so much of Dark Souls the first hundred times that I played it because I just was more focused on excuse me <laughs> more focused on what my experience playing the game was than what the actual story was and i yeah. it's like a realization that i had recently i was like oh the story is like 
is is me having a mental breakdown and quitting the game for a week and then coming back and beating it. Like that's my that's the story of Sekiro to me is is something more personal, which is kind of cool, but it also means that I miss out on actually what's happening. <laughs> it's um I, I it's a pretty simple story all things considered. Like Yeah, uh, it seems like it, I the, didn't miss much. The the, the, the multiple endings <laughs> thing like I, th- I think are are kind of interesting. Um but it's I mean, there's there's a limited amount of characters. Um, unlike in like the Souls games, like most of the characters that are a part of the story, you interact with like mm-hmm. in present day. So like most of those things that you were like you're you are part of the story for once. Like you're not just some like weird figure coming upon a civilization millennia past its prime <laughs> yeah. or anything. So. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because you you joked to me after I beat it like, oh, want to go record Monster of the Week so we can talk about your feelings <laughs> on it. But I think because you know when you beat it, you had just come off of that grueling like what four hour like yeah. grind on it. Mm-hmm. But when I beat it, I was you know fifteen minutes in, and uh, I felt like fantastic when I did it because I uh, I we came back from dinner and we'd eaten sushi. And Jess wanted to take a nap, so she was napping. I was like, I go sell a poker at a Sekiro for a few minutes. And I made, like, two attempts, I think, and I died. I did, like, okay both times. And then I did one where, in the first phase, I died in, like, the first hit. And that 35-second loading screen really sucks. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to res right now. I'm going to waste it. And then I'm just going to I'm gonna do this one for practice. I'm not going to heal until I get to, like, the third phase. I'm just going to say fuck it and just just go for it. And um, that way I'll get a little bit more practice in without having to wait for the loading screen. Because um, that loading screen's a killer. And then <laughs> I uh, didn't, didn't heal. And every time you get a death blow, you get a little bit of health back. So by the third phase, I was pretty much back to almost full health because I just I wasn't getting hit for some reason. And then I entered into yeah the third phase with like all my healing items. Everything was good to go. And I was like, oh, okay. Kind of, uh, kind of waited around a lot. Didn't do a lot of aggressive attacking. And and just countered because there's lots of opportunities to counter and realized that I had finally learned how to bait those counters uh, and very quickly beat the third phase, maybe healed once and then got to the final phase. That's where things got a little bit sloppy for me because I started thinking, holy shit, am I going to do this? (laughs) And I was getting real sweaty. (laughs) You get worried, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, there was a there was a moment where I. I had was down to two or three healing gourds, and I used one and then took a hit at the same time, so it canceled that out, and then I had to use the second one. And then when I went to use my last one, I accidentally tabbed over to a different item, used that different item, the enemy was flying down at me with its weapon, I so I didn't even heal, I had no health, and I managed to block it at the right second, and I rolled away or whatever, and ran away, and realized that I untargeted the boss, so now I can no longer see it. I sprinted across the entire arena, (laughs) and then I healed, and then I ran back in, because I was like, here we go. It did uh, three lightning attacks in a row that I was able to counter. I I didn't even sneak in another attack in between, I just did it, and then like backed up and tried to just be cool, and then it did the, uh, the spear thrust stepped on that spear and that fucking big old red circle appeared and i nearly shit my pants and i got that final death blow got it with the mccurry counter i love it yeah yeah i couldn't even believe that it was like real that it was happening and it it felt really really good to finally do that and i want to say that if i if i had beat it like tuesday after quitting on monday if i'd had that bad experience on monday come back on tuesday and and then beat it I probably would have said, no, it's not worth it. But because of everything that I think I learned about my 
playing habits. Um, I think it was definitely worth it. It ended up being a satisfying video game experience that taught me uh, a valuable lesson about my mental health and video games and, and when I need to draw the line. Um, you know, I take that stuff for granted because I'm like, whatever, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. I can play video games all night if I want to. But like, no, Chris, sometimes you, you got to not do that. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you, you have to, to know when to say no. <laughs> you have to be your own friend. Yeah. And uh, I think I learned that with this game. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that will that will stick. But yeah, in the end, it ended up being worth it. And I've been trying to now tell my friends, like, you can do it, but you have to take breaks. You have yeah. to not you have to fight that urge to to keep pushing and and keep retrying because it just makes you feel bad. Um, the urge is really, really there though, <laughs> to just because you want to keep playing, and then you get hit with that that loading screen, but then you load back up. And you're like, just one more t- one more try. And then if you die like two seconds in, you're like, wow, this sucks. But <laughs> when you when you get, you know, clear your head, take a minute, come back to it. It's going to it feels better. And it's a satisfying experience. Uh, and then I fucking cheese that other extra boss because I was like, I don't give a shit. I beat this game. I don't care. <laughs> it's a satisfying cheese when you um, yeah. and it's, it's just like, you know, breaking out of the geometry and then having the boss follow you and then just fall oh, into yeah. a pit. And then and, I, yeah, I found that other area or went through the other area and found all these like buildings that were only like half loaded filled with items that i could pick up uh it was weird i took a video of it but yeah i was uh i was really surprised that there was so much over there i um i platinumed sekiro this weekend yeah you wild you wild um, boy. i was in uh new game four i needed uh i want to say i needed 20 skill points when i started so were you just doing all those new games so you could get skill points no no not really like i did um so i went through normal new game and i got my ending and then i went through new game two and um what i thought was going to happen is i was going to save scum the quote-unquote bad ending that you can get kind of midway through the game and then i would continue and get the two alternate endings also via save scumming and then just go into new game three so um what ended up happening though, I didn't realize there's an all bosses trophy and the, the second ending, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the bad ending, um, has you fight two different bosses. So when oh. I save scum that it, you have to have all the bosses on one save. So when I got to the end and I got to the two other endings, I went to new game three and I was like, Oh, well I'm just going to, I'll have to go do and redo these two. Um, and so I did that and then I went into new game four and I was like, well, I'm in new game four I'm just going to clear out the game. I'm going to beat the end boss, but I'm not going to go to new game five. And then I'll just wait for DLC because I feel like this character is like, it's not overpowered because nothing in Sekiro is overpowered, but right, like, right. I've got all of the skills. I've got all of the upgrades. I've got a ton of fucking money. And like, I got all this other stuff. So um, I didn't realize that there were that many endings. There's four. Yeah. And is it how, I mean, I only know of one choice that you make. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've got, I've been talking for a little while, so my throat is yeah, a little yeah. sore. So there's, um, there's one obvious choice that you can make. Yeah. And, um, from there, like you'll fight, you'll either go through the rest of the game or you'll fight two bosses and that's the ending. Um, and that's, that's, that shorter ending, that shorter part of the game is like one of my favorite endings. I think it's really cool. Um, huh. then there's also like a variety of things that you can do to, um, unlock more options. So at the end of the game, like uh you 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 talk to a character and you're given the option to present them with an item and doing that will like complete something that they've asked you to do 
um, that's kind of significant in the game. If you do is this that other, I can do now. No, 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 no. You had to do it uh, before you beat the boss of the really pretty area. Okay. Um, the real, this, the real spectacle boss, because uh, that's kind of like that. That takes you into end game. Um, gotcha. But if you do all of this other side stuff, <clears throat> excuse me. And I know you probably did a lot of it because the game like signposts you, like it tells you to like, you know, oh hey, you should go check check out that cave. It has a snake in it, and yeah. And then you get those items, and you're like, I don't know what to do with any of these, and you have to go like jump through some specific hoops. Uh, but if you do both of those things. Um, then you can, at the end, you're presented with not one option for, for, for the guy that you talk to, but for you, you're presented three options and that it represents three of the different main endings. So, and they're good. Uh, one of them is kind of open-ended and seems, it almost seems like sequel bait. If you didn't have to like jump through a bunch of stuff to get it. Uh, there's one that I am really, really satisfied with. And the one that you got, I'm guessing, um, is just kind of the basic one where like, oh yeah, I did the thing that like the, the, the guy has been telling me that I was going to try to do ever since he started giving me shit to do. Um, right. which is fine. The, uh, and then the middle one is, uh, like the, the quote unquote bad ending, which locks you out of a bunch of stuff is, is also really, really good. So, um, but then I, I decided I, um, on Saturday, autumn was gone on trail riding so I had I had a podcast earlier that morning, and um, after that I was like, "Well, I'm just I've got I've got one trophy left. Um, let me look up grinding spots." So I found a place in the outskirts uh, where I, I could do a loop and get uh, like twenty thousand XP pretty quickly, all with stealth kills. So I didn't have to fight anything. So it was just nice. bloop 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 bloop, and it was kind of fun. It was it was I had fun doing that. Um, and then like, I, but I needed twenty skill points. <laughs> And by the end, like every skill point was like 70,000 XP. Like it was, Jesus. it was, it was a grind to get everything. Um, but you know, I, I, I was having fun playing the game. I had a podcast on, I was watching some YouTube videos. Like it was just kind of a, like, I'm not quite done playing secure yet. Yeah, um, yeah. and then, uh, Sunday morning I decided that like, I'm going to stream my playing the last boss on new game four and then, uh, like doing whatever else comes to mind. And, uh, I really mm-hmm. expected because I, I fought that boss like three times now, and uh, even on New Game Four, like I was like, oh, it's still the same stuff. Like he's not going to do anything that different. Right. Uh, so I expected it to be like an hour long. Nope, nope. It took me. Um, my stream clock was at an hour forty eight when I killed him. <laughs> so it took me a solid. But I was having fun. Like I was talking to chat. Mm-hmm. I was. I was. You know. I was. It was. It was an enjoyable experience. Like I wasn't. It throwing... also looked like you were trying out a lot of different stuff. Yeah, and I was also trying to experiment a little bit just to see if I could do something interesting or fun. And uh, sometimes that worked. Sometimes I got knocked off the cliff and that was dumb um and then there was a couple couple of times where like the first phase got me uh which is ridiculous like i Mm -hmm. I should not be doing that at this point but it just goes to show you like if you let your concentration slip a little bit like game will walk all over you so that's uh i mean i died in that first phase on the time that i won yeah um I'm I got, so mad that I took a screenshot, but I didn't save the video because I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I was all jittery. I got to uh, the third phase. I think I, I don't think I healed at all or died. And then um, in the third phase, I tried to run away so that um, in New Game Plus, your posture builds up a lot bigger if you don't deflect properly, um, mm-hmm. which will teach you the difference between like, oh, I've been blocking these hits. I haven't been deflecting these hits. Like, I need to make sure right. I deflect everything properly. Um, so I was taking some of the like posture candy to try to prevent that that build up, and I tried to run away, and then just like three hits, and then get, died because I didn't run away far enough, and was like, oh, I'll just pop a res, and then like after that, barely even had to heal. It was it was pretty satisfying. So. Nice. 
And it really does. It gets to that point where like he does the lightning attack and you're like, yes, finally I can that do some huge good. damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That hill, because you have a hill now and I saw you do it and I know it happened to me. Maybe I'm crazy, but like if you are not angled on the hill correctly, you won't get enough air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that game. I think I'm done with that game. Yeah. I, um, I bought a new yeah, game. I bought Katana Zero get? on the Switch. Nice. Nice. Um, more samurais. I'm, I'm I'm a different kind of ninja. I'm a modern day ninja. Um, yeah. And I didn't get very far into it because uh, I had to record Days of Future Cast, but uh, I got like through the tutorial and it's got some interesting characters and some interesting things happening in it. So mm. the big problem is that it's on the Switch and all the buttons are weird and not, not secure buttons. So my hands don't oh, know what right, to do with myself. Right. <laughs> I'm going through that yeah. learning process. That's why it's I'm um, I'm still playing Trails of Cold Steel because that game is very long. Um, and it's good because it's well, it's not at all a like input heavy game you know like it's just yeah. talk to people and and select commands to fight it's so much simpler <laughs> it's um it's real bad they're trying to get trying got to a, play I different got like games half the discord got half the discord to play uh girls of cold steel it's happening baby it's happening yeah nobody's following me with the Sekiro flag i mean eric and jay did uh but i think that was really about it but like people are fucking just jumping on like lemmings for trails of cold steel i feel a little i feel a little i feel a little hurt no, I'm kidding. I don't really it's give a shit. Because Sekiro, that was the popular choice. Trails of Cold Steel is the underdog, you know? That's, that's very um, true. It's yeah. also incredibly unintimidating. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, it's two totally different games. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to uh, Katana Zero just to play some stuff on my Switch and watch YouTube videos and um, not yeah. be in the thrall of Sekiro for, for a little while. I don't know if I'm completely done with it because after, you know, the rush of of beating the final boss, I had the urge to go and do other things in the game, and I've pretty much cleaned up everything that's left. I have this one headless left that I haven't fought, um, but I'm like, eh, I, I don't know. I want to keep playing the game, but I don't know if I care right now, so I might just leave it, and if DLC comes, then I'll just do it in like the regular game and not go yeah, to new game. Not, not go to new game plus, yeah. It's it's, it's always a smart idea. I, um, um, it's fun, though. Like I, I've, I had a lot of fun going through new game plus because the, the levels are trivial, especially at the beginning. Like You'll, you'll just breeze mm-hmm. through the fucking levels. And then you'll get to a boss and you'll be like, oh, yeah, <clears throat> I remember 85% of this moveset and I'll just I'll just decimate it on my first or second mm-hmm. attempt. And it mm-hmm. feels really good. Um, obviously, that didn't happen to me with the last boss on the game four, but I'll blame streaming on it because I was distracted by chat. <laughs> so you're trying, to be, you're trying to be a social boy. It's yeah. not easy. Uh, all right. Want to do this podcast? Yeah, sure, dude. Okay. Before I go off on some other rant about something. Thank you.